Hi, I'm Brooke. And I'm Emily. And this is Applaud for Murder, the TV edition. (laughs) Yay! All right. So, uh, if you listen to one of our other episodes um, with the the introductions, we're going to do some little side episodes here on Bumpers that are actually on iTunes with um, TV shows, like episodes of TV shows that use... um, tropes and and things from Agatha Christie like so a lot of stuff that she used in her books you know and kind of really made famous and uh but these are not just episodes of your regular old tv shows that are usually mystery tv shows you know like uh Miss Fisher's Mysteries because that's one of my favorites or Columbo or whatever these are just your everyday TV shows so some of them are comedies some of them are half hour format some are hour format some of them might be maybe crime more crime related but not usually in that kind of format so uh we just want to talk about how those um sort of fit in her category um and what we like about them and the first episode is the unicorn and the wasp which is an episode of doctor who starring david Tennant. and emily if you could give us a synopsis please sure Um, this one is one of my favorites from series four. Me too. Stars are one of our favorite companions, Mm -hmm. Catherine Tate as Donna Noble. And basically, uh, the doctor and Donna arrive at the English country state in the 1920s and meet none other than the renowned murder mystery writer, Agatha Christie. The doctor also realizes the importance of the date. It's the date when Christy famously disappeared for 10 days, creating headlines across the country and around the world. History records that she reappeared 10 days later, claiming to have no memory of where she had been or what she had done. They no sooner arrive than there is a murder, which Donna can't help but find amusing since the victim is Professor Peach, Mm -hmm. who was killed in the library Mm -hmm. with a lead pipe. In true Agatha Christie fashion, the solution to the murder and Agatha's disappearance is found in a false identity and events that occurred long ago. I want to thank IMDb for that synopsis. <laughs> Wonderfully read. Thank you, yes, yes. whoever wrote that on IMDb. Um, slash <laughs> Gary KMCD. Oh, so nice. you go, Gary. <laughs> you go. Uh, yeah. So this is also one of my favorites, um, and like she said, one of our favorite companions because I do love Donna too for sure, uh, and it is great because she goes. Professor Peach in the <laughs> library with a lead pipe, oh, you know, kind of thing. And it's so mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Anyway, so, yeah, this episode, um, basically, yeah, they they end up in uh, 1920s. They go to this party. There's all of these guests. And there's the murder. And they have to figure out who does it. And um, I don't know if we want to go along with sort of kind of talking about it and then get to who does it. Uh, I mean, yeah, that could work. Okay. Um, let's see. So, what do you, like, what's sort of the first kind of things that you think of that have to do with Agatha Christie whenever you start watching from the beginning of this episode? Um. (laughs) Besides Agatha Christie being in it. Well, I mean, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's that's always very uh, interesting. I mean, it's very... There's a lot of twists and turns, you mm-hmm. know, in, in this, and that's something that 
you know, she tends to do in her books. Um, I think it's interesting too, that um, for me anyway, that they actually do use, you know, true things that happened in Mm -hmm. her life. I mean, I think that's the cool thing about Dr. Who that it's, you know, sci-fi, but it's a little bit of everything. And, you know, that series in particular was pretty dark. Uh, Well, Mm -hmm. they're all pretty dark, but (laughs) this one was, you know, um, they had some pretty heavy episodes and this one was kind of a nice break. I mean, there obviously there was murder, but I mean, there was still, you know, but there was a nice, um, I don't know. There's just something about it. Kind of it, it, the stakes just weren't, I mean, they were high, but they weren't, you don't feel like you're going to have your guts pulled out like in other episodes. So that's, you know, one of the things I really like about it, but you know, um, in a lot of ways, I felt like, you know, you kind of see Christy being very much like um, a lot of Christ- Agatha Christie's Miss Marple, mm-hmm. those kind of things like that. She's actually being that person that she's always written about, which I liked a lot. Um, I don't know. What do, what do you feel like? Because you, you found an article that kind of pinpointed different things. So. Well, the articles, I, I sort of just just for a basis of everything sure, sure. to to do all of these episodes that we're going to, you know, all the different episodes, just sort of ideas of things that she uses in her writing. Um, and the whodunit. Like, yeah, know, the whodunit. The, yeah. Um, that is always, you know, part of the fun is trying to figure it out before, you know, they tell you. And I think that was something they tried to emulate in the episode as well. Right. And um, let's see. I can't think of where a good place to start. So maybe we should explain the episode. So then if somebody didn't watch it, then they know what it's about. But it'll be spoilers. It's spoilers. Um, So, you know, they go through... One of the things I really like about this episode, like Emily said, about that it's got historical stuff. That is a cool thing about Doctor Who is it would... It was always... They do sci-fi, but they also do, like, historical kind of things. And this one's got both. Because, um, turns out, in the end, the murderer is a giant wasp. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> and uh so that's pretty great so that was unexpected which there's like one of the tropes is least likely likely suspect well we have all of these different people the mm. um the uh owner of the house lady edison she's got a son and then there's this uh, woman that came this young woman who turns out to be felicity jones who is yes. so if you've seen rogue one um, i love how doctor who does that you know yeah. you have these like no you know little known i mean she'd been in some other things like you know they had done an adaption of adaptation i'm sorry of <laughs> emma that she was the title role in and oh. some other stuff oh no wait not emma she was in um northanger abbey sorry oh okay All that's right. one of the first yeah the that's really actually one of the only one times I've seen that adapted. But yeah, she played the lead character, Catherine, in uh, North in Northanger Abbey. So you know that's kind of how I knew her. And then you know she went on to be, you know, in that little movie mm-hmm. Rogue One. But oh, yes. uh, that's that yeah. small independent film. Yeah, little that little uh, <laughs> that little chestnut. But uh, um, uh, so also with Lady Edison is also her husband is there, and he had you know been in after world war one he was got sick did he get cholera what did he get he got some sort of illness or something like what was yeah, it they had there think, spanish flu or something yeah or malaria or something and so he's like in a, a wheelchair deal. yeah i mean it's a big deal <laughs> right. yeah, malaria. Oh, right. uh, uh, but i mean i know like there was a lot of and anybody went 
abroad. Mm-hmm. You know, that was something that happened a lot back in that time in the 1920s. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stories about that. Yeah. Um, yeah so he's in a wheelchair, um, you know, so it's like, it's kind of like you look at this and you're like, oh, who's murdered Professor Peach when I first see everybody? Because it's like, you've got this young lady, this young posh lady, you've got a man in a wheelchair, you've got the owner, you've got her son, then uh, the vicar from her church is there, mm-hmm. and then there's her, like, then her staff, and then the doctor and Donna, and that's it, right? Is that everybody in it? It seems I like there should everyone. be more people. Well, uh, um, no, I think that's it. Yeah, because there's, we only see, well, we see just a couple of the staff, like, with their own, right. like, speaking lines, and then you see, like, some kitchen staff later. Um, so, oh, you know. Oh, side note, real yes. quick. Uh, you said serving staff. Uh, one of the footmen is played by David Tennant's dad, uh, Shane oh! McDonald. Oh, yeah. that's great. He was visiting him on the set, and... They offered him a role. You can actually see it on the commentary if you, not the commentary, maybe it was on the back when it was, you know, they had the, the Anthony Head um, narrated. Oh, uh, yeah. And so they show him, you know, there and them kind of talking. It's pretty cool. Nice. Just a little tidbit. Yeah. Oh, it's one of my favorites anyway. That's pretty great. Um, <laughs> and it just reminds me of like, when they made him like an old guy in that one episode, mm-hmm. not that, and that then they showed a picture and he looks a lot like his dad. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really neat. Um, anyway, we digress. Uh, so yeah, I really like, like, uh, I, I like kind of how this goes because you've got, um, uh, the doctor being like, Oh, uh, yeah. So there's been a murder and all of a sudden he's showing a psychic paper and he's from Scotland Yard. And mm. Donna is this lucky <laughs> young, yes. The do- code named the doctor, and I love the Donna is the plucky young girl that helps him out. <laughs> because she has the greatest facial expressions. Like seriously, yes. you can just tell that she's just like I don't know. I, that's what I love about their dynamic because it was especially back then. It was just so refreshing for me because you know I've always been more of a fan of the doctor. Just you know doing his thing, none of this, like, romantic stuff. So it was really nice to have him just have a proper best friend who who called him on his crap. Mm-hmm. And it was, I just loved that dynamic between them. So when he says that kind of stuff, and then what happens later, you're just kind of like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one of the things that I, I thought was cool was, um, you know, it's like there's, well, it's cool because there's the murder. No, but it's because he dies in the library, and, yes, it's the whole, yes. you know, clue thing. But also... I think, so, like, maybe the doctor, somebody's like, oh, there's a body in the library? And that's mm-hmm. the title of one of her books, right? Yes, there's several uh, book titles, you know, kind of thrown around in there. I yeah. love it. I love it. It's like, it's like when they say the name of the movie in the movie. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Only different. <laughs> so I, I love that. I thought that was exciting because, you know, I hadn't really read pretty much, I hadn't really read anything of hers really. And I said, really like 17 times. So I went through and was looking at all the titles and everything. Uh, and then I thought when I rewatched this, I thought, wait a minute, isn't that one of the names of her books? So mm-hmm. I was glad I caught that. I wrote it in my notes. So, <laughs> um, yeah, well they, you know, so they're trying to figure out who does it. And I love the doctor because 
he's, you know, he's got to figure out this mystery because that's what he likes to do is to figure things out. And then, of course, Agatha Christie, like he gets Agatha Christie to help him. And it's so cool. Like you're saying that she kind of starts acting like one of her detectives, like Miss Marple or someone. And Mm -hmm. it's so neat because it's like she, you know, like she probably could have done that. She probably would have done that. Like, cause she was so like, she wrote so much about this. She'd come up with all of these things in her head anyway, you know? Right. No, very so, much so. So I found that to be really, really cool. And then side note, we went and saw, um, uh, Victoria and Abdul and the woman that plays, um, Agatha Christie is in it. And then finally, like two days after we saw it, Cindy went, that lady is Agatha Christie. No one. <laughs> yep. And I'm sorry that I forgot the actress's name all of a sudden. <laughs> like I know her name when I hear it. Um, anyway, so that was, that was my side note there. Um, so, you know, they're going through clues and there's sort of uh, one of the, uh, one of the themes that someone po- points at that someone in this article pointed out. And I didn't, I just copied and pasted it before I printed it out so I don't have the website anymore. But I will find that and I'll post it because um, oh, sure. I should give credit to people who go through and take the time to, to, to write all these down. Um, but one is um, is like a, a clue that uh, it's called, they called it an oddity clue. And it's like, uh, this is a very common clue to the reader that something specific should be regarded as relevant in the immediate events. And one of the clues that they found in the library, um, uh, Agatha Christie picks up this little piece of paper and she thinks that the doctor doesn't see her, but he saw her reflected in something like we find this out later. And she's like, Oh, well you're clever, you know, and it's a little piece of paper and it just says maiden. And they're trying to figure out what it is. Mm. And Oh, lo and behold, they finally figure out it means maiden name. So, you know, Edison has had a child, but I mean, they've met her child, but, you know, so why would that be a big deal? And, um, they go through and they try to figure all this out and they're looking for clues everywhere. And Donna goes upstairs and she finds a locked room Oh, and the butler's telling her, you know, oh, you can't go in there. It's been locked since, since Miss Edison, Lady Edison came back from India all these years ago, um, and she gets him to, to let her in, and, you know, it's one of those sort of, you know, I guess like you see on, on movies and stuff where it's like, they kept it the same way after their child left or whatever. Oh, and that sounds like they died, but sometimes that happens, so that's sad. But, I mean, like, you go off to college and your parents leave their your room exactly the same, which my mom didn't. Um, so I don't actually understand when that happens. It's weird to me. Um, but... So uh, the room is exactly the same because she came back and they figured out she was pregnant when she came back mm-hmm. from India and she had to give her the baby. And mm-hmm. Miss Chandrakala is her uh, like lady's maid or whatever. And she had helped her in India and came back with her. And she was like the only person who knew. And she was locked in that room because they said she had malaria or something then too, you know. Um, right. Uh, because they're, st- you know, she was part of the aristocracy. She couldn't really tell anybody that this had happened and all that kind of thing. So, um, so they, they kept it hidden and they got rid of the baby. Um, well, you know, Donna is not exactly sure what she's looking for, or what she's finding. And then she hears a bug, you know, <laughs> b- buzzing around and she goes to find it and turns out it's as big as she is. 
it's like she oh, opens the window scene. yeah and it's a wasp that's as big as she is and it chases after her and then plants its um stinger right in the door and gets like bug ooze everywhere and flies away and she starts screaming and the doctor and agatha come up and <laughs> they're like <laughs> i love that agatha christie makes fun of her for getting freaked out by a bug <laughs> she's like no it was flipping enormous And then they, you know, shut the door and you see the, like, stinger in the door. Um, So then, of course, the doctor figures out that it's, um, you know, that it's some sort of whatever. I don't know. What is it? What Do you remember what he calls it? Like, some, I don't know. It's it's, It's not like ectoplasm, but whatever it is, it's. It's whatever kind of Vespaform. That's what it is. Yeah, I was going to say Vespaform. I wasn't yes. sure what you were asking. I was trying I was to think like, of what the name of the... I, I was talking through trying to figure out what the name of uh, of the uh, wasp was, what kind of creature it was, a Vespaform. Yes, um, it's an alien being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I should just like try to figure out how to ask you first instead of just ch- trying to talk it out there because you always know. Always know oh, well, the answers, Emily. <laughs> well, thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll put that to the test eventually. Um, um, anyway, so, you know, they find out that there's this bug, and then they want to try to, they think that it must be somebody in the house, you know. Um, and so they inter- they're trying to interview people and um, trying to weed people, you know, they're trying to figure out sure. who it is and, and weed people out and everything. And... Um, of course, because they're British, they're still going to have dinner. And so everybody gets dressed for dinner and they go to dinner. It's very posh. Yes, of course. <laughs> you know, they, they carry on or whatever. Uh, even though there's like a dead body in their library. <laughs> and, you know, people have been asked questions and stuff. Um, so everybody, I, one of the things I love, because it's the 20s, they all go and change clothes and come back. And, of course, the doctor and Donna haven't changed clothes because they didn't. Don't I mean, have anything else. Yeah, I mean, I guess and they could the have found other stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean the doctor... Um, he could have put on his blue suit. <laughs> yeah. His different chucks. Yeah. Um, you know, they... So they go to eat dinner, and he says that he's put some, like, poison in their soup to try to weed out this wasp. And, um... Is that the time? Or is it... Or does he get poison first? Oh. Now um, I've forgotten. Trying to think, because um, the doctor also gets poisoned, right? Um, that must be before he has the dinner. That must he's be before he heavily peppered the soup. Mm-hmm. No, he got poisoned before. Yeah. they went to the dinner because okay. that's when they have the big thing in the kitchen, and yeah. when Christy notices the tools throwing the bushes. Yeah, and then as they're discussing it, then the doctor. That's when they have the big interaction, which leads to um, <laughs> Donna having to kiss the doctor yes. for a shock because even though the doctor's been poisoned, his physiology is alien enough to resist it. So he needs um, some protein mm-hmm. and some shock treatment. Mm-hmm. And Donna 
tries really hard, and then finally she just grabs them and lays it on them, and it's pretty great. It, it you is. Tell both of them are absolutely just horrified. Oh, it is really a great scene because, like, he keeps miming stuff, and she has <laughs> no idea what he's Ooh, asking for. Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! It's oh, so man. great. If you haven't watched this and you're listening to this, you should watch this because yes, turn this off right now. Go watch this episode, even if you don't watch Doctor Who, because it's just great. I know people tell you to watch Blink. Yes, it's a good episode, but there's not a lot of the Doctor in it it's or the companion. A bottle episode, yeah. You're not going to get that great like back and forth repartee. Yes, and the best. I mean, I'm not. I mean, as much as I love, um, you know. Peter Capaldi and, and all the other doctors. Uh, some of the best repartee had to be during series four and yeah. with Donna and I think and series series ten did a pretty good job though of them oh, sure, going back and sure. forth. I think that was turned was out pretty just, good. But I just always love just because I think you know the doctor needed to be kind of put in his place a little bit mm-hmm. because you know after you know being all well you know. All the, everybody just loving on him and thinking he was great. He kind of needed someone to be like, you're not all that. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, pretty boy? <laughs> yeah. <it's just> like, <laughs> pretty? <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, I love it. That's an that's a episode after this. Um, <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, when I'm sick, I watch this like block. Like That's two-parter episode that two-parter that comes on after this and I watch all three of them together when I'm sick that's usually where I start and finish out the you know when that's I'm, a good one and then fall asleep as I'm watching them because I need to be comforted by Donna and the doctor with the snapping of his fingers right um so yeah so he gets poisoned his physiology he's the salt and the shock and all that and he gets it he gets it figured out um then that's when they and that's, go. That's when they yeah, go. Yeah, that's and, when he has the the, the soup and, with and do the, the soup. insecticide in it. Yeah, and it's pepperine, which is just you know like pepper, so it won't really hurt the people, but it works as an insect, insecticide, so it's going to hurt the the right. vespiform. And of course, da da da, the lights go out, and you hear yes. the vespiform buzzing, and there's another murder. Yes, and a valuable necklace is also stolen, and yes. that necklace is called the Firestone. Yes, yes. Uh, Lady Edison has been wearing it uh, mm-hmm. this whole time. Um, you know, the lights come back on, and then they're, of course, they've got two things to try to figure out, and it turns out that it's her son that has died. Now, yes. this son Roger. is not, yes, this son is not the one that they figured out that she might have had at some other point. This son is one that she's had with her husband right. that I've forgotten his name. Colonel he's the somebody. legitimate. He's the colonel. The colonel had, and her had Roger mm-hmm. Kerbishley. Yes. I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, but that's what we're going with. That works. Um, that works for me. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah, he gets stabbed. And then that's when the necklace is stolen. Mm-hmm. And so the doctor then gets the rest of the people into the drawing room, which is a lot of fun. And that's when, I love this. This is when he like lets Agatha Christie like get up and do like the mm-hmm. detective monologue that, you know, needs to happen. And, um, and this, and this is when Agatha explains 
that the character played by Felicity Jones, Rabina Redmond, is actually a thief known as the Unicorn, mm-hmm. hence the title, The Unicorn and the Walls. Uh-huh. And that's where the tools came in, is that she had thrown her thief tools, if that's a correct way of putting it, out the window in a panic when everything happened, and then she admits to it in a very dramatic fashion, which is, you know, very typical of these kinds of romps. And, of, and course, then, of course, she also goes from being, like, really posh to, you know, to walking yeah. Oh, yeah, she's Cockney, like, yes. Then, of course, then I start talking like I'm some, like, street urchin in New York, not in, like, England. Anyway, sorry. Yes, then she becomes very Cockney, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and that's when, uh, and that's when, um, she returns the necklace, the Firestone, back mm-hmm. to Lady Edison. Uh, yeah, I like I like uh, Agatha going around and like telling people like their motives and then why they would have, yes. you know, and basically telling people why they didn't do it because you know, no one she's gotten to yet has has um, actually committed a crime. But the funniest thing is that she, when she gets to the colonel, she's just gonna say, <laughs> "And you didn't have any reason." And then he's like, "Oh, you got it out of me," and he can walk. <laughs> He's been yes. staying in the wheelchair, even though he was better, because he didn't want Lady Edison to leave him because she was still yeah. beautiful and rich and wonderful. And he thought that someone would scoop her up if, he, if she didn't have she didn't have to take care of him or something. And it was kind of um, sweet, but also a slightly psychotic. Well, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of both. A little hot, a little sour. <laughs> right. I mean, I think that's, again, like, you never think that you're going to feel sorry for certain characters. And then the way, I don't know, there's something about the way they write them that you're just kind of like, oh, right. bless, you right. know, but, uh, so yeah, so that, that was a, you know, it, and I think that's very typical too of, of a lot of the stuff I've read with Agatha Christie's, that there's always more going on with the different characters than just the main story, but they all kind of tie in. So there's all these like little mini whodunits along the way. Yeah, yeah. Or not, I don't know if it'll be whodunits, but like right. you know, just little, little. Everyone has their own little mysteries. Little, and, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, so we finally we sort of get around to just about everybody, and then the doctor's like, "Well, I'll take it from here." And he gets mm. to the vicar, and he tell and he explains that he's the one that did it because, of course, we're to the least likely suspect because you don't expect the holy man to like kill someone, let alone two people. Um, right, and turns out he's the child she gave up for adoption. Mm-hmm. Who is half human, half vespiform. Yep. And so he turns. And that's what, yeah. Into, he turns into a giant wasp and kills people. It's kind of got like a Hulk-like situation because right. There's yes. a break-in at the church that he's you know at. And that anger, apparently, when he was trying to apprehend the miscreants, as you said, yes. he, it broke a genetic lock in his DNA, and that's what allowed him to um, assume his true form. So what happened was the Firestone, which is why they keep talking about it, is this, like, telepathic recorder that, you know, has returned him to his true form but also one of the it things was, that i liked it was a gift from the father from the the vespa the original vespa form right right yeah. and the thing that i liked was that she was also when all that was going on uh lady essen was reading 
um, was actually reading uh, Agatha Christie book. So somehow the plot during all this, like, ended up getting pushed into his brain as well, which mm-hmm. is why he kind of acts out these murders in the way that they would in his in her book. So there's mm-hmm. like a reason for everything, which I think is really neat, which mm-hmm. is, again, you know, another thing in, in her books that I always like is that there's always this really, again, drawn out thing. But at the same time, everything kind of fits together at the end. Some people don't like that. I do. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. It's it's good stuff. Um, also, a thing that I find amusing is that um, before, I, you know, the first few times I'd seen this episode, I hadn't, some of these people I hadn't seen anywhere else. But then after I have subsequent viewings of it, it's, I've seen, I've seen Mr. Selfridge <laughs> and yes. the guy that plays the vicar is plays Mr. Grove. If anybody out oh, there besides yeah. the two of us have seen that show. <laughs> Mr. Grove. Uh, um, so then after seeing him in both places, it just kind of makes me laugh because when he's being confronted by the doctor, he's sort of getting angry and like doing his Hulk out thing. And he's, you know, buzzing as he's mm-hmm. <laughs> talking. Um, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous when we're talking about it, but it's really good when you're it watching really it. You're good, like, yes. But when you think about it, you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is so silly. That's how I am all the time about Doctor Who, because people will be like, well, what's it about? And then I'm like, right. um, it's an alien that travels in a blue box that looks like a police box from 60s England. And he takes people with him and they go to different times and planets and stuff. And they just look at me like I'm weird. It's like, it's really good, though. <laughs> They'll find their way. Ah, yes. One day everyone will be turned. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, so from here, the vicar, you know, becomes the, bu- the bug. The vet before him and, like, goes off and they're trying to, like, chase him down and all that. And, uh, wait, is that what now I've forgotten what happens because I stopped writing notes at some point in time in there. Um, Does he leave or do they try to... Well, the vicar turns into a wasp. Yeah. And then she's all like, I'm going to stop all this because this is my fault. Because yep. if she had been reading my book, then this wouldn't have happened. So then she drives away after him in her own car and then the doctor and Donna follow behind. This is Agatha Christie, by the way, you guys. Yes. Yes. If, and then if you still haven't watched this, it was Agatha Christie. <laughs> and um, that's when she, she had the necklace. She took, she, yeah, she the took the necklace with her. Yeah. The firestone. Um, so she creates a link between her and the raw and the wasp. And if she dies, then it'll die. So then, and that's kind of, you know, oh, are we going to let this happen? Da, da, da. The doctor doesn't do this. Da, 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 da. And then Donna grabs the firestone, throws it into the lake. Mm-hmm. And that's when the wasp, a.k.a. the reverend, a.k.a. you know, Eddington, Edison's son, mm-hmm. chases it and drowns. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, when that happens, the alien basically releases the link. But it causes Agatha Christie to suffer from amnesia, mm-hmm. which I liked because, again, it kind of fills in the blanks of what happened in a real in a real time of her life where she did disappear for a certain amount of days and could not remember why. 
And that's when uh, the doctor and Donna take her to the hotel that she was found in via the TARDIS. And then they leave her car by the lake, which is something you'll read about in the papers if you look it up online. Mm-hmm. So get, that's where you get your history for the day. Mm-hmm. We now know why she was gone for that time and all that. I love and that idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to choose to believe it. Yeah. So I'd rather it be that. Um, I mean, I kind of like the idea of her just pretending all of that stuff to just, uh, well, well, I mean, not about the bug and everything. Like in real no, life, no, her, no, yeah. her like well, sort her, of. Well, her, her husband had, you know, yeah. hadn't, was going to leave and had an affair. And I mean, as Christie's life was not easy by any imagination. Uh, she had a lot of her sad her, times. Her and her second husband, though, were great. But her, yeah, the, like her life up until then, there were. Well, Lots of things here and there, for yeah, sure. <laughs> the money and stuff with her parents and, mm-hmm. you know, having to grow up, you know, and be... I mean, she had a lot of stuff that went on and that was pretty sad. And then, you know, like I said, her relationship with her first husband was not easy. But you And know, they even addressed that in the, in the episode. Um, yes, yes. Because she's there by herself and then, like, Donna's talking about her and then talking about her... her husband left her for a giant spider and <laughs> which is true Match. Um, and of course Agatha is like uh, you know she, she basically says you know I understand the word you're saying but I don't understand what you're saying because <laughs> she talks mm-hmm. she says how pe- how peculiar they talk or something something like that um, which is true because it's like if you take the doctor out of context if you haven't been watching the episode you have no idea what's going on um, just by like repeat like repeating things from it so um I think there's not a whole lot of stuff in this one that is definitely things from her specifically like that she does in her, her books, but because they used a lot of things from clue, which was sort of based mm-hmm. on stuff that she does in her books. And then, you know, threw in some of her uh, book titles and then actually have Ag- Agatha Christie and part of her history in there. Like I thought that this would be a really great one to start with. Oh um, yeah. So it's... I don't know. Do you, do you have any, uh, um, anything else you want to say about this particular episode or anything or, no, I, I think you're, I mean, I love it. Oh. It's just great. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, I don't oh, no. know. If I, <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, I think, you know, they kind of did more with this one because I think they were such a big fans of Chrissy's work. They really did more of kind of a, you know, just kind of a nod to her. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of different titles of her books thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, some allusions to Miss Marple and Hercules Polaroid, which I never pronounce right. I mean, it's just, you know, um, it's, it's just got more of that to it than, like you said, than, you know, following kind of her, her tropes. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, it's definitely one that, you know, if you haven't gotten to yet, it's one you should not miss, you know. Definitely. Not that I ever recommend skipping any episodes of Doctor Who, but this one is definitely not one of them. That you should skip ever. And if um, you, yeah, and for me, I like to tell people if they're going to start with Doctor Who, they should start with the Ninth Doctor because he is great. And there is yes, an allusion yes. to one of his episodes, which is also one of my favorites in this, because Donna says, uh, mur- murder, mystery, and Agatha Christie, that's like, 
That's like um, being with Charles Dickens at Christmas with ghosts, or with ghosts on Christmas, which was an episode with the Ninth Doctor, and that's one of my favorite episodes, and I watched that one at Christmas, even though it's technically not a Christmas episode, but there's Christmas in the episode. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, one of the things yeah. that I did think was yeah. really interesting was that Agatha Christie's grandson was also um, sitting in on the script readings and rehearsals. That's awesome. So, I mean, I think that's, you know, really interesting that they always did try as much as they could to pull in real people, you know, mm-hmm. um, let the, I mean, again, like, you know, you have, uh, David Tennant's father, you mm-hmm. know, you have, I mean, uh, the Christie's grandson, you know, no big, um, you've Jenner, so, so, oh no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, but, uh, and I mean, they did, um, you know, they, they, they did try really hard to make sure they did a good job. You know, they picked, you know, some really amazing actors and actresses, mm-hmm. Uh, Fenelik Woolgar uh, has had starred in Agatha Christie's um, series, oh. and she actually played Agatha Christie. Yeah, yeah. And David Tennant suggested her, and that's why they brought her in. Um, you know, it's just lots of different things. Um, I didn't realize that she had been in a lot of Agatha Christie stuff. That's cool. I did see one where her and David Tennant, I think, were brother and sister. I can't remember what that was. I was watching anyway. Um, that's really the only other thing besides that movie that we just saw that I'd seen her in, but anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, Continue. Um, no, I was just, I was just, no, I mean, that's, I mean, there's not, you know, much, oh, um, another thing I thought was interesting as I've been doing research is that I guess originally they had planned for this, for this episode to have, uh, Dame Agatha, on her deathbed at the beginning and remembering oh. back and that kind of thing. And they actually filmed uh, scenes oh. for, with this, but then they were moved. And there was a lot of rewrites, I think in this episode in particular, because uh, there was one part too, where uh, the doctor was supposed to ram the Vespa form into the lake with the car, mm-hmm. but the day tenant objected to this because he didn't want, you know, it to make the doctor come off as a murderer, right? which is kind of interesting when you think about it. But anyway, <sighs> Uh, but I just thought that was a, I just, I just thought that was interesting because you never would have known unless of course you looked it up, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they had like a nurse and Agatha Christie older in 1976 and they hmm. deleted those scenes in post-production. Wow. Um, little other things I'm just kind of seeing real quick. Are there like any deleted scenes of any of that stuff? See my series, mm-hmm. my series four DVDs don't play in my Blu-ray player for some reason. So I can I just watch them on um, Amazon Prime. So yeah, I don't think that they um, really do like many deleted scenes back then because you know those those box sets were made before you know mm-hmm. Doctor Who got really popular. Right. Um, well, I know that over some here. of them had some of them had like David Tennant's video diaries and stuff on it, and then his the, video diaries. But I don't are, think they had. Right. But any, yeah, they had only a few things. I mean, most of the stuff that I remember watching from that, and it might be on um, YouTube, if is you know them talking to his dad, right. and doing and talking to the actress that played Agatha Christie, and just kind of talking to them. But they don't really talk about the deleted stuff. I just have read a lot of articles where they mentioned that that was a part of it. Um, maybe they'll eventually do a re-release. That would be exciting. That would be cool. I think they've released all of, all of his on Blu-ray. 
maybe. Right. So right. there could be stuff on there because I don't have any of those. I just have yeah, them I don't all have DVDs. Blu-ray either. I'd, um, I'd need to go back. Like, I've bought the newer ones on Blu-ray as I bought them. Right. But I would need to go back and buy the other ones. But, you know, that gets expensive to do that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, one of the, one of, you know, my favorite episodes. And I was excited that, you know, when we first started talking about this, this was definitely one that I was hoping we would be able to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, something I like to, you know, that was later on um, carried out with Amy was, you know, Donna being upset that Agatha Christie would never know the impact of her writing, mm-hmm. which, you know, I do think that's really interesting because, you know, especially again, you know, she was writing in a time that was so not really easy for a woman to be as successful, especially as successful as she is. And so I definitely, you know, I, I just thought that was really good. And it just kind of shows, you know, again, that, that character development with Donna is how much she was changing and, and becoming mm-hmm. more compassionate and brave and allowing herself to show those things to other people but well if you, and oh sorry oh no i was just gonna say the two of them kind of have a bond mm-hmm. because you know you know donna later on begins late loses her memory so yeah you know that was mm-hmm. kind of foreshadowing for her character as well mm, yes right um yeah um what was, what was i thinking okay um one of the things, if you did the requested listening of <laughs> of the Agatha Christie episode of History Chicks, um, you would kind of hear like the, how they talk about she sort of always seemed like that. Like it may it made me think of how I'm never sure if I'm doing a good job because even though people were buying her books, right, and like even for a while, you know, like even when she could was like the person who made the money in her family, like when all of that was even happening and she was doing it and she got to where she only had to write one book a year, you know, later on, like she still wasn't sure about it. And she didn't know if she was like successful or good at it or not. And it was just like, it is someone who was obviously to like outside people, at least slightly successful in their lifetime, still not being sure if they were and still questioning that. Like that was um, sort of comforting, which is kind of so terrible to yeah. say, because I know I feel no, like that I mean, a lot. I mean, I think it's always good to know that, you know, just these people that we tend to, you know, I don't know, put on pedestals, because I don't know if I've ever put Agatha Christie on a pedestal, but I'm just saying like anybody that we look up to or admire, you know, it's easy to see just their virtues and mm-hmm. their success and not realize, you know, they too have their messy sides and I think Mm -hmm. that's you know something that is really interesting I think again you know with reading um about people like this you know from the past you get to see a little bit more of the clearer picture which is why I think you know having this story told when they because they could have chosen any time in her life Mm -hmm. really and I thought it was really interesting that they chose this one which was you know a pretty rough time and Christie's life I mean just found out her husband was you know wanting to peace out on her and I mean again you know back then if a man left you like that that was a pretty rough spot to be in so didn't matter how much money you had you know um so it's 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 a very interesting no I think you you've really made a good point yeah 
Thanks. <laughs> no, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I wasn't expecting that was how you were going to finish that sentence. So <laughs> threw me off. Um, yeah. So um, if you don't have anything else to say, this was a great episode, and I yeah. love this episode of Doctor Who. So if you go this watch is the it, only episode of Doctor Who that you watch, that's fine with me. But watch more Doctor Who. <laughs> Keep calm and watch more Doctor Who. <laughs> or don't keep calm and just watch Doctor Who. <laughs> and read Agatha Christie. Yay! Uh, so, <laughs> but don't commit murder. So oh, there you go. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, if you want to solve some mysteries, okay, just be careful because, you know, you don't want to get, like, involved in the actual investigation. So just play Clue or something or um, yes. uh, Mafia or something like that or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> mafia. Um, what, uh, so we've talked about some other things coming down in the pipeline i've tried to look around i'm still um there's no exact date yet for the u.s airing of the Uh, new of course not but we'll we'll find it don't worry gentle listeners we will be there we will be there for you and bring them to you so in the meantime on the main feed that is going to have those amazon prime um mini I was going to say mini-sodes instead of mini-series. What? What? Okay. Um, They're going to be full episodes. Don't worry. Uh, (laughs) um, We're going to do... The two of us and my roommate are going to go see um, Murder on the Orient Express next weekend. Very excited. Then we're going to do a podcast about it, and maybe we can get the roommate to do it with us. But if not, she can go play on her phone or something while we do it. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, if you've listened to any other things that I've been on, it's Cindy. And so you might've heard her or heard me talk about her. So she's great. Um, so that'll be cool. That's going to be sort of to kick that off. Hopefully yes. Amazon will come up with these soon since they're supposed to come out around Christmas. Um, but once we know more details, we'll let you guys know. We'll post it on the page or we'll do like a little mini, um, and I just want to do like a, yeah, a quick shout out to, Ooh. you know, a lot of our friends who have been great to support us and to come on the page and like it Yay. and share it. So thank you guys for that so much. You know, we really, I know myself, I've been pretty, you know, nervous because, you know, it's one thing to be like, oh, yes, I'm going to do a podcast and, pr- and practice in your car, which I may have or may have not done. But, you know. You have to uh, wait until you get your t-shirt in the mail because I'm assuming you're know, the I'm person saying- who bought a t-shirt. <laughs> Yes, we have T-shirts, and I did buy one, and I'm really excited. About I did it. too. <laughs> I'm so stoked. Might have to buy another. Like I, I was got the... pretty proud of how it turned out. So yes, you did a great job. I'm very excited to wear it. I can't wait to podcast in it. <laughs> I think and do other things like you know just hang out. You know, it goes with my new with my podcast hat. So, and then you don't you have know... to be like embarrassed to wear it somewhere because it doesn't actually have your name on it. Yes. Because that sometimes is embarrassing. I mean, it is what it is. But, uh... I mean, not to be you, but just, you know, for some people they wouldn't want. Like, I actually, I'm going to get one, if you've listened to me and Eric on Cosbuddies, I'm actually going to get one with our drawn faces on it, because I think that's hilarious. Nice! Um, because <laughs> I don't care to wear a shirt with my face on it, because I think it's hilarious. Well, but, um, j- uh, just for the, just to, for the record, I, I have worn a shirt with your face on it before yeah yeah i mean your actual face yeah that's That's not creepy no actually really i have uh but uh 
I still have that shirt, by the way. Um, but anyway, um, uh, but yeah, that's exciting. forgotten about that. That's hilarious, guys. Um, is that we do have t-shirts and I don't know. You know. And T Public has a whole bunch of other stuff. They have mugs and stickers and bags and stuff so i kind of want a mug i think i might do that and like just take like pictures of me like you know drinking your coffee oh yeah oh yeah drinking tea i was thinking of like the travel mug with coffee in it oh yeah yeah yeah. i was gonna sit there and be like drinking my tea with my pinky out yes with the and just be like you know hey everyone how you doing but anyway (laughs) um I've I've gone off the rails, but that's uh, okay. Anyway, uh, I just wanted, to, but I did want to thank everyone, and yeah. also thank you, of course, because you did uh, take time to make that. I know that that does take time, and your talent is greatly appreciated. So. Thank you, thank you. I uh, can't help myself when I get started doing stuff like that. So you know, hey, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I actually messed it up the first time and had to do it twice, which is okay. Because I tried to do it too fast. But that's that's me. Um, anyway, so um, for this series, um, the next one, has we have not talked about the next one that we're going to do together. So I'm just going to pick it myself because oh. one of my other favorite, most favorite TV shows is The Golden Girls. And it's the one that's got the murder mystery weekend oh, yeah. on it. Um, because that's kind of the, that, watching that in like 1990 or whatever was what got me into this sort of thing, you know, like. Sounds great. Um, but, uh, I'm going to have like. I haven't seen that one in a long time, so I'll have to, I'm excited about it. And if anybody would like to watch that one and then listen to us talk about it, they have them on Hulu. Um. They do. uh, You know. They're on YouTube too, but that's. Yeah. I know, I'm not saying do that. I'm just saying it's there. Right. I was going to say, you know, there are other means. If you need to find <laughs> out other means, there are people you could talk to to find other means for it. Um, but, yeah, definitely they have them all on Hulu, so that's exciting. And that is definitely one of my favorite shows um, since I have another podcast that me and Cindy were doing about it. And hopefully we'll get back to doing that. Um, I have two... It's all on me because I have two episodes I have to edit, which I haven't done. Uh, oops. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing all these other ones. I can't help it. For uh, the record, I just nodded like several times and I realized, oh, wait, nodding on a podcast. Yeah. That's Aces. Okay. <laughs> I heard your head rattle. That's all right. There you go. I was using the brain this time at this moment um, because we joke about how we share a brain. It's um, true. Because one of us can function one way when the other one doesn't. And it's just sort of amusing how it happens. And very sad, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're, I'm going to get the list to Emily so then she can kind of go through and she can pick the, the one after, the, um, oh. after that. Um, and then maybe either we'll go back and forth picking which ones we want to do sure. of all the episodes. Or we'll put them in a hat. Or if you guys have any... Of your favorite TV shows that have some sort of like uh, murder mystery or, you know, some sort of Agatha Christie sort of references in it, then just let us know. Um, You can email us at uh, applaud the number four murder at gmail.com or you can Mm -hmm. find us on Facebook at pause for applause. Is that what it was? 
Yeah, because um, they, they don't l- allow words like murder in that. Kind I of tried thing. <laughs> every way I could, and I finally was just like, "That was love. the best." That I feel like that was the best option. Well, for I all the words so, that you could not use, I was so. just like, "Good grief!" I mean, yeah. I get it, but I'm just like, I had forgotten that they don't allow that kind of like. Like there are a lot of weird things they don't allow. Um, I don't know. One of these days, when we become rich and famous podcasters, we're gonna have to a good old talk with old marky mark zuckerberg and be like so about that listen but it's about agatha christie <laughs> well i'm just like of all the other words that are allowed to be used on facebook and this this one really but if sure. you if you just put in the search bar uh applaud for murder it'll come up as the name of the page because that's the name of the page yes. but our direct link is facebook.com slash pause for applause i tried yeah. <laughs> See, but this is, is why you were on the case to do it because you thought of something that still worked that I probably would not have been able to come well, up with anything. I'm glad that it worked out, and that uh, hopefully people will continue to enjoy, and yep. we'll definitely be, you know, posting little tidbits here and there. It's mm-hmm. it's with the you know murder on the Orient express mm-hmm. coming i it's been an exciting christy time yay i'm excited me too like i'm excited to get to like get into more of this stuff and read more of her books and things even ones that may not be any good because whatever i don't well, I, mean, I like reading and i don't do it often enough well i think the nice thing about it is that you know just because you you hear others say they don't like a book you know that's the that's the joy of you know anything really is just finding what you like Mm -hmm. but I mean I haven't read her stuff in a while uh, actually so it's going to be a nice uh refresher you know going back yeah and (laughs) I haven't read all of them so I mean like you know uh I'm I'm excited to see what they decide to do next with the miniseries because it could be something I haven't read or haven't read in a long time and you know, I always say that when you reread books, it's kind of like getting to hang out with your friends like, all over again. Yes. So, you know, that's that's something I enjoy about reading very much. So, and it's always fun to do when you have, you know, kind of a picture in your head of what is to come. And that's why this one coming up, I've been excited to reread because I now have kind of an idea of, you know, what they're going to look like aka mm-hmm. on the screen. But, mm-hmm. you know. I have not, just so you all know, I've not read Murder on the Orient Express, and I'm not going to get to read it in a week because I'm still reading um, uh, the other one that all of a sudden I forgot the name of. <sighs> what is the first one they're doing for Amazon that all of a sudden I forgot the name? Oh, um, now, now you just got <laughs> me going. Hold on. <laughs> like, I, I have it over here. <laughs> And I know what it's called, and I'm going to grab it, and I'll know what it's called before I grab it. And I'm sorry Use if I'm making Use the force, it. Brooke. Da, 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 da. Oh, ordeal da, da, da. by innocence. I knew it started with an O. Yeah, I did, too, and I kept... Well, the problem is I'm staring at this banner blinking on and off on my computer saying Murder on the Orient Express. Right, I kept wanting to say Orient. I see you, too, we... Yes, we were in there the same... Go. See? Same brain, you guys. Johnny Depp in the corner. But anyway... Oof, well. <laughs> It'll be all good. Yeah. We'll be grumpy. Focus. We'll be grumpy about grumpy Johnny Depp. It's okay. Just focus. Just focus on the Johnson of it all. But, uh, anyway. 
and this well, is exciting because this one's going to have uh, Ray in it from Star Wars also. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Where we just had Jen Erso in this, though. So. There's a lot of great people in this one. Um, good old Michelle Pfeiffer and... I'm just really uh, yeah. impressed. Uh, yeah. Side note, I'm really kind of excited to see Mo- Michelle Pfeiffer showing up in things again. Oh, I know. It's great. It's like, you know, he's gotten some, you know, the the good. I mean, she always does a good job. So I'm very excited to see what she does. And then you got like Olivia Coleman, And well, I mean, it's you just going to be a great time. There were a couple songs out, what, last year? Two songs that had her name in it. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. There were oh. two songs. And, um. Oh, what were they? I can't even remember. But like, because I can't remember what either one of them were, but they were both sort of hit songs. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Did he just say Michelle Pfeiffer? And then I'm like, this other guy said Michelle Pfeiffer in this other song. Um, I mean, she's sing-worthy. Yeah. And so it's like she was probably filming movies and stuff then because she was, uh, she was in Mother also, right? Yes. Which I haven't yes, seen that. she was. Um. So it's like she was like filming movies no or working into film. Yeah, that we're not going that's that's not what this podcast is about, so we won't talk about it. Um and uh, Emily probably won't talk about it with you either if you want to talk to her on Facebook about it. So just don't. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. Shaking my uh, head. Um see, I could feel it. I knew it, so I'm like I was just trying to to tell you guys what's going on <laughs> in the other half of my brain. It's just a big nope. Um Anyway, so yeah, I mean, I always like Kenneth Branagh, even though, you know, ha- how he did Emma Thompson wrong. Yeah. You know. But he does, he does make I mean, they've, movies. They've worked, toge- not, they've, they've worked, they've worked together, together since. since, so I so think they're all I'm good, gonna, yeah, and I things are fine gonna, with them. She's so. married to a delightful person yes. who, who played Wickham in Sense and Sensibility. Yeah. She's doing fine. And, you know, if she is civil and okay with him, then we will be too, because she is wonderful. She's one of our patrons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she is a patron saint of this of this podcast. So, um... <laughs> yes. Anyway, we've totally gone off the rails. Well, um, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Brooke, for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> do, I was trying to be... Do, I was do trying co-hosts to be... usually do that? Well, you know, I mean, I, you know, it's it's always good. It's it's good. It's good form to 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 thank the co-host for allowing. Well, thank you, thank you for allowing me to allow you to oh, speak yes. to me. I don't know. <laughs> allowing me to, I don't know. Oh, it's not that late, and I am acting like it's really late. <laughs> anyway, all right. So bring that out, people. So. We're excited. We will be back soon. Yes, we're excited because we're going to see Murder on the Orient Express. And then sometime after that, we're going to do um, The Case of the Libertine Bell is the episode title for that um, Golden Girls episode. And I can actually yes. give you the, t- the season and episode number. Season seven, 7, episode 2. But it's called All The right. Case of the Libertine Bell. Um Murder Mystery Weekend, it's very exciting and excellent, and it's one of the more, like, ridiculous sort of episodes of, of Golden Girls, and I and I love it. Um, yeah, so send us messages, whatever. Talk to us. Otherwise, thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll talk to you all soon. Yeah.
Bye. Bye.